All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Jumpstart podcast. I got my main man, integrity partner, board member of FFL Apex, Rob Richmond, elite producer, Hall of Fame. I mean, if there's decorations that we can put on a tree, you will cover the tree, sir. So thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, my man? Doing awesome. Happy to be here. <clears throat> Happy to have you, man. You know, every time I think about you, I reflect upon, you know, that 2019 beginning that you had. And I think about your 2020 ridiculous double Hall of Fame year where you helped almost 900 families. And I think about just the insane torque that you put on your work ethic to go to where you got to. But you didn't do that without attacking a lot of different types of leads, you know, and your legendary phone script that I want to jump into here. But before I do that, if you could give maybe some of our audience who may not know you exactly, it's a backdrop of who you are and some of the things you've done in your short career here, including the cherry on top, the integrity partnership. Okay. So I came in, in April of 2019, I think was the yep. 2019, right? 2019. Um, yeah, my start was pretty rocky. Um, I came on board here after working in a, a di- with a different brokerage working exclusively brand new mortgage leads. <laughs> and when I came over here, it was tricky because I, those just weren't available at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know what like locking out a county meant because everything that we did was like f- trickled through the last the last IMO. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that was even like a thing. And I just I knew that people had them and I didn't know that like I thought, oh, Mark, you just must be giving them to somebody else. Like, let me show you how funny? much I can yeah. sell. So you want to <laughs> give them to me. And I don't think you'll ever think about it again. Um, so <laughs> so I came in and I just I started spending money on all different types of leads. I think I had 30 grand in my name, which made me very uncomfortable because I was like the smallest amount of money I'd had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I took uh, um, like a third of it or like 40% of it. And I dumped it into leads right off the bat. Mm. And I broke even cause I didn't, I didn't really understand. Well, I, I was like big on like inventing new ideas mm. and, and like I would encourage myself to think outside the box and, Oh, maybe this lead vendor would be great. Oh my God, there's annuity leads. How great would that be? Like, mm. Oh, this is something I could really tear apart. And then $5,000 later, there were no, there was no vendor. And that was just the poof gone. So that was a chunk of it. And then another chunk with EverQuote, which if people want to complain about instant internet leads, they should have reversed three and a half years ago and tried EverQuote because that was a challenge and broke even on those. Now I'm questioning uh, why, I, why I'm here. And I'm like, well, I have only been here for like three weeks. I could probably go back with my tail between my legs and <laughs> you know, ask for my job back because when I left, I was their number one producer and it was a weird thing to leave. And then uh, you gave me some mortgage leads, some second chance ones, which as I talked about <laughs> that other thing, it was like it was a punishment for new agents when I owned the agency uh, at the other spot. So I'm like, sure, I'll give them a crack. Like, what do I have to lose? And I got a week left here anyway. Like, <laughs> I'll give- I never heard. And the first I've heard that story was today. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. What's, what's the worst that could happen? Um. And it was like that first half week was was like brutal because I got on the phone and, and they were like all telling me, no, they already took care of it. Like they already met with somebody. And I was actually thinking that was a resolved lead. And I I was like, these these are just terrible. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you know what? I have just like zero, zero to, to lose here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a Hail Mary pass and say something weird and see if it works. 
And no matter what they said, I was like, all right, no matter what they tell me right now, uh-huh. they tell me I already took care of it. Right. I didn't qualify. I already met with an agent. I'm happy with where I'm at. I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say, perfect. That's exactly why I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that changed the trajectory of your entire career. It was like which four I didn't words. Know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Because mm-hmm. you, you already was a sales machine to me. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like you just adapt. Like I didn't know you all that was going in your head, mm-hmm. but I knew that you were you were searching for a lead, right? And and I remember showing you those <clears throat> leads, and you're like, "Wait, you have these in DFW?" Like I'm like, "Yeah, let's." Take so I think sh-. my first thought was really mm-hmm. like old mortgage leads. Like, do you not like? Do you love me at all? <laughs> and then and then I'm like thinking, okay, have he be have gratitude, have thank you. For those, that was that was a big deal for me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like already in my head, like, well, <laughs> it's over. five days to go. <laughs> um, but then I I said that. Oh, so perfect, like very casually, a little sarcastic, just enough for people to be like, who is this guy? Uh, so perfect. That's exactly why I'm calling. Mm. You know, I own the local. I own the local agency here, and what I found is that there's a lot of bad agents showing the right people the wrong product for their situation. And unfortunately, I'm doing some damage control. And nine out of ten times, I'm able to get my clients into a better position financially. What you're looking at, making dude, me you just so came hard. up with that. Yeah, it, it, I better position financially. Best case position. Hold on, best case scenario. You're the one out of ten where I can give you a fresh set of eyes on this and make you feel really good about what you did. Yeah. All right, Because there is some good agents out there, and hopefully you're that 10%. Other best-case scenario, you're one of the 9 out of 10, and I'm able to put you in a significantly better position financially. So there is no worst-case scenario for you, and I'm not in the business of wasting time, yours or mine, but I want to see if it makes sense for us to get together. It was like, that worked. And I'm like, whoa, I just set an appointment. And then I talked to the next person and they said, no, they told me to go fly a kite. And I'm like, all right, cool. This isn't going to work 100% of the time. Then I got like another couple no's and then I said it again because, again, I got nothing to lose. I got this one appointment mm-hmm. to run and hopefully I make a buck. Mm-hmm. And then I spent six hours doing that and I set 10 really good appointments. And right. I think I wrote like protected like 15 families off those 10 appointments. There it is. And they were waiting for me with checkbooks. Wow. They were there. It was a 100% show ratio. Mm. It was 100% closing, and I think I called you cackling as if I was you. Like, I was like, what am I doing? I'm driving around picking up checks. This is unbelievable. And that was, uh, so that, that was it. And, and I'm like, okay, I can, I can get with that little bit of verbiage there, understanding that this is going to work one out of four times. Mm. So if I can just get people on the phone and I can get one out of four of them that say, yeah, come by. I'm going to find a weak point in no matter what policy they have. I'm That's sorry, good. America, I can find a weakness. I'm sorry, Mutual of Omaha, I can find a weakness. I'm sorry, American Amicable, where's your critical illness rider, bro? Mm-hmm. Let's get it in there, right. right? These people are like, oh, my God, These 30-year-old, they're like, I'm only spending $25 a month. I'm like, let me see what I can do. Walk out of that house with a $125 check because they saw the value in CBO. Right. So it didn't matter what they had, what their budget, what they thought their budget was, what they thought they could afford because the definition of affordability is not what you can put into a budget. It's what's important to you because your cable's affordable, isn't right. it? Right, sure. That's $300 a month. I'm talking about 87 Is that more affordable and more important to you than protecting your family? I don't think so. Right. So you get in and you're what you're leaving with sales no doubt you're leaving with families protected um and so that just it kind of took off from there and that gave me a little bit of swagger and from there i was able to then have that 
So my sales were pretty empty at this point. Mm-hmm. I had just torched half of my money that I had, mm. tripping, um, cons- uh, consistently going backwards for 18 months, living above my means. And now, prior to FFL. Yeah. And then Got now, it. well, then I just, then I spent half of the half that I, yeah, of the sure. half of the half of the half <laughs> that I had. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I could be really good at this. How hard am I willing to work? And I went home. And I had a conversation with Rena saying, hey, look, this is going to be a seven-day-a-week gig. This is going to be a year of it. You're not going to see me. Are you in? And she thought about it for a minute, and she goes, a year? Yeah, I'm in on that. So that first nine months, I think ISU paid 661 or so. So I might have even been better off the old stuff than on the new stuff because that I, just, I had that dialed in. Mm-hmm. And when people tell me and, and look this isn't is isn't that crazy this is what's crazier mm. is that these leads were in the crm mm-hmm. at more prevalence in the crm than any internet lead is in there now it was like a graveyard of mortgage protection in there where i could it was like my roi was insane mm. it was like and these were three dollars at the time right i was getting four four hundred and fifty bucks i was flipping into 25 families protected a week <laughs> You became addicted to that ROI. I loved it. <laughs> but th- but but with that you also became the guy on the old mortgage or the old lead phone script. And I ate that up. I really liked it cuz I loved helping and having impact and nobody knew how to approach those leads. <laughs> so I, all these groups were having me on their team calls and I'm like, "Look, this is just how you rip it. You got to say it like you mean it and it'll work." Mm. And it was cool. I like I became like a little mini celebrity without knowing it mm-hmm. where people would be like, dude, you're that guy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm. You're like, you're the mortgage protection guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. But I hope I I hope I helped your business. Right. Was always. And it's like I'm saying it as if I was cocky. Then I had no idea this was happening because <laughs> I'm the most social media like I'm not good with it. Mm. I don't even know what's out like. To this day, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what content is about me on YouTube right now. I just know that there's like good second chance mortgage stuff and like the Grady call that I did and the one I did with Ron Miller got a ton of attention. Mm. And it was like, oh my God, those changed my career. I'm like, dude, you know who I am. That's and I'm crazy. just like so excited that I could have impact in your career because that's what it's all about. Because mm-hmm. I just got the blinders on running seven days a week, um, wanting to change my financial life. Mm while protecting clients and putting them in better positions. I didn't know that the collateral damage I was doing was actually positive collateral and that it it really had a leveling up effect on the company because it was a lead that nobody wanted to run. And then those were flying off like like best thing since crazy? sliced bread. Yeah, and you made a decision, right? You made mm-hmm. a decision to change something. You know, it's funny. We producers will find themselves in a rut or they never really got off the ground, but they won't change anything. They'd rather say it doesn't work, you know? And, <laughs> and it didn't work a lot, though, too, because I remember, like, right in the beginning, dude, we were talking nonstop, and and I was like, you you were always wondering where I was at, what I was doing, because it was, like, it was fun to work with me because I was so enthusiastic, and it was really mm-hmm. fun to work with you, and you're like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm making lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and then later in the day, I'm still quiet on Facebook because we used to post on the Tri-State page, not like Slacks. So I'm like... Now I'm a Roomba riding on a Roomba making lemonade, and I'm gonna figure it out. I'm like, I'm gonna find a door to get in, and I'm gonna make lemonade. And I then I'm a pro at it now, and and it, it just it was it be, it got fun and consistent. And and between Steve and Ivan and Persina and I, 
it just it got so competitive. Yeah, it's like one of us would yeah. put a put a deal on the board and we'd all say like F. Uh, we gotta get out there like well, uh, we're gonna make more calls we're gonna uh, get on the doors like we're gonna like I, we'd, we'd be so comp- ultra competitive that's so good man those, those are the best times um, when you think about you know your ability to when you, you just talked about you know going out there and competing you know with these guys and I remember this oh wait you weren't a part of that the the rocky versus uh when when did, were you here when yeah you were you here. have no idea how butthurt <laughs> i was that i was not included in that you have no Dude, idea it was rocky versus I still think about it. um apollo uh-huh. um which was giordano versus porcina and i remember that yeah because you definitely wanted a piece of that and then i think yeah. ivan was drago or something like that oh that's right ivan was drago yeah 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 uh-huh <laughs> No, it was so mad. It was like the this. You guys, yeah, you guys were leading the. Con- I mean, you. I think you all were top four agents. I mean, you know, it's so funny. We we put out. We've been known for like creating all these top producers. We've not. I've never. There was a time period where that was definitely our calling card, and then it just became organic. Mm-hmm. But it's just men and women that just decided to go work relentlessly yeah. week in and week out, and understanding that hey, you know, so. You know, you used to run with a hat backwards, some sweats on, or some shorts, a t-shirt. <laughs> I, it me, drove me crazy. Yeah, but you didn't. It didn't stop you. I well, made a what decision. Was your, <laughs> <laughs> what was your mentality uh, behind that? And you know, because I think what I want to, what you're coming across of as of right now is kind of like this California cool dude who can help people take the edge off and just kind of like do what you do. Yeah. So what what was it about that that made you feel like you were either crushing it more? There was something psychologically there, and I want to know what it was. I'm really superstitious. Okay, got it. Uh, so, and it was it got to the point where Rena was doing a lot of laundry because I needed like the same <laughs> pants and stuff like that. But how it started, <laughs> honestly, how it started was I. Um, I'm such a basket case halfway through the day from like the stuff that I'm doing, recruiting, following up on business, mm-hmm. business conservation. I needed to work out in the middle of the day. Oh. And there was one day where I couldn't get home and shower. So I went in the field in my gym clothes and like absolutely went savage. And I think I had got like 10 families that night. Wow. And I'm like, I should just try that again because nobody made it weird. I'm like, hey, I was, <laughs> I was just getting a workout in. I hope you don't mind that I'm casually dressed. They're like, no, we prefer it. And I'm like, light went off. If I'm going to be working every single freaking day, I'm going to be comfortable doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to sacrifice anything in my life, take away from it. I'm just going to, I'm going to just be like, well, you know, I, here, here I am. Yeah. And it didn't affect any of your, like it, you probably sold more. I think so. I mean, it got to the <laughs> point where one time I, I like got very like, I'm like, what happens if I just go to cutoff? I think I could get away with it that time. <laughs> $340 a month deal. <laughs> I'm like, these people just don't care what you're wearing. Right. I'm also really confident because I'm so prepared. Funny. Yeah. And I communicate that really well. When yeah. I sit down with people, I make good eye contact. I shake my hand. I shake hands well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very direct. Mm. So I could have been in my underwear doing this. And I, because in, in my last company, I wore custom suits. And it was this whole thing. And mm-hmm. I wrote a third of the business. And I'd get there at, at 7 o'clock at night, and people would be in their freaking pajamas, and I'm in a suit. And then I'm instantly the sales guy. So I've always been like, how do I not be the sales guy? How do I just be the guy? Mm. And if I don't dress like a sales guy, 
then maybe they won't look at me as a sales guy. I literally brought in a manila folder, my laptop, and a business card. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring a, a briefcase. I tried to be the opposite right. of whatever that salesperson stigma right. was. Yeah. I'm a guy that's building a business that is trying to stay in shape while eating beef jerky, Red Bull, and pretzels for his meals because <laughs> he's so busy protecting <laughs> families that he doesn't have time to change into a suit. And I kind of liked that view. Yes, yeah, so now we have new agents, right, that are listening, that are mm -hmm. trying to get some confidence from what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I want you to t speak to them as though, like, hey, dude, I went to work, and, like, this is how it went down. It didn't really matter. Like, what should they be What should they be taking away from your approach mm -hmm. to, number one, old, old mortgage leads or mm -hmm. old leads in general, and number two, like, hey, man, I worked. Like, so it worked. I mean, so I wanted to see people when they could be seen because I would be selfish to my business or to the clients if I was unwilling to see them on a day that I designated not a run day. Mm -hmm. If you follow me on that? Yeah. So like Sunday mornings before football or after church were run days for me because mm -hmm. that allowed me to see two more people. Yeah. Thursdays after dial day, mm -hmm. that was a run day for me. Sure. I was allowed, I allowed my business to see five, three more families that night. Yeah. That's five more sits. Right. I was closing 90%. That's four more sales a week. Yeah, that's crazy. And your show ratio was insane. And my deal size was insane. Mm -hmm. So that was another eight families a week that mm -hmm. I was I was throwing in the hopper. That's nuts. So, and that was in my consistency. I wouldn't have been a great producer if I only ran run days, Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I didn't have enough time to do it. I needed mm -hmm. more time. Maybe right. I wasn't good enough at it. At setting or having control over the phone to make them see me on these times. Mm -hmm. But I found that if you make somebody see you at a time they don't want to be seen, it's likely they're not going to be there. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> How'd you, <laughs> how did you ask for the appointment then? How did you ask for the time slot? Uh, I said, so um, insert phone script here. So Mark, listen, the reason I'm asking you all those questions is because I'm a broker. So what that means for you and Robin is I'm going to shop and customize the best plan for not only your situation, but most importantly, your budget. So what I do with all my clients is set up 15, 20 minutes at the most, get together with you, go over all your options, answer your questions, of course. And look, if I can show you and Robin something you like, great. If not, no problem. Fair enough? Fair enough. Cool. So on here it says best time to contact you around 6 o'clock. Now, does that mean that's when you're off work or when you're getting home from work? Got it. Getting home. Getting home. Are you and Robin the kind of people that like to get business knocked out of the way before dinner or you like to relax a little bit and do business later? A little later. A little later. Mm -hmm. So here's what I can do. I'm going to be out your way tomorrow. Now, tomorrow is Tuesday, and I only have the earlier time. I know you said you didn't want to do that, but when you hear my time on Wednesday, I'm not sure if you're going to want that one. So on Tuesday, I could see it 6.15, give you the quick version, be out of your hair, knock it out real quick. I'm good at what I do. Or on Wednesday, I could see it 9 o'clock, make you the last one of the day before I head home for the night. Between those two options, which plan works best or which time works best for you and Robin? Uh, probably the earlier one. The earlier one. That's what uh, I thought. So yeah. look, before I have you off the phone real quick, the numbers to your house, where am I going to find those? On the mailbox, the house, or the curb? Um, on, on the house. You want me on the driveway or in the street? You can park in this driveway. You can park on it. Driveways. Okay, yeah. leave the light on for me, will you? Because yeah. it's going to be dark. <laughs> and then the last thing here, two minutes, you're going to receive a text message from me. It's going to have the day and time that we're getting together and a picture of my business card. I, my picture is on that business card as well, so you're going to know who's coming to your door. Look, no news is good news, but tomorrow at 6.15, we're good to go, Yeah. Yeah, I understand life happens. If we need to reschedule, let me know. But shoot me a text, and we'll re-coordinate when it works well in both of our schedules. Cool? Sounds good. All right, see you tomorrow at 6.15.
Dude, I was always afraid to do that, that they text me, you know, f 48 minutes later saying, So, so like, here's the I'd thing. I'd love to know where the confidence came from to do that. I hated being no-showed. I'd rather Got have it. them text me. Got it. I hated being no-showed. But the thing was, is I was so transparent. <laughs> That's so good. I was, There's two separate mindsets. Like, I'm hearing you say I hated being no-showed. I'm so like, let I'm me know bludgeoning I, my way in. Like, <laughs> so let me I know. get it. So I'm like, so let me know. Yeah. So let me know, and I'll be recruiting during that drive time instead of driving to your house. I'll be at the office setting appointments or recruiting. So I, I didn't I – never, I never was pissed. Now – that's good. The one everybody's had this this appointment. Mm -hmm. The one that, that's your this is your week or month maker, depending on how good of a producer you are. This is like the three hundred and twenty thousand dollar mortgage, fifty two year old trucker who's got a wife and kids. Wife doesn't work, mm -hmm. and he's like fifty six years old. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is my seven family deal here. Mm -hmm. um, and on your way to that house, they text <laughs> you that they, that they're running late. They can't see you. Mm -hmm. That was always my Thursday night or my Sunday morning. So mm -hmm. I filled the time slots that nobody else was running with my best. Of appointments that needed to reschedule because mm. it's likely if i suggested another time to see them that's a normal time slot i'm going to get the same thing happen so i'm like sure. what about sunday morning got it okay my wife's going to kill me yours probably will kill you if you don't have this policy in place so let's make both both of our wives happy let me be home by kickoff and you cover your family <laughs> how about that <laughs> i and, like it and they're like yeah you know what sure sunday morning 15 20 minutes fatty leave it's good. Football losses are easier to take them from Cleveland. <laughs> so <clears throat> that was always my thought process, you know, and it was just like it was a no excuses culture between my ears. And I even if I didn't feel like doing it, I just remember so many sacrifices that I made for this business. Like mm. the day after my birthday party, like we were out late and I was running to the car. <laughs> And any excuse to not work, like people will take, right? So especially on your birthday. So I am still feeling it from the night before. And I am running through my bedroom back door, through my pool, into my garage closet. I fly up in the air, land on my ankle, completely sprain my ankle. And I'm like, this. I have a choice. I can go back and ice my ankle or I can hit the field because I know my level of misery right now is going to get pity sales, especially on my birthday. <laughs> and I went out and went three for four, wow. you know, and came home by three o'clock. And I was glad I did it. Mm. I was really glad I did it because mm. when you start creating a no excuse culture, when you work on Love your it. birthday, mm -hmm. an agent can't, you can't suggest to an agent to work on their birthday if you're not working on your birthday. Sure. I work on July 4th, not because I don't love America, but because I can ask my agents to make a sacrifice and be home for the picnic right? Correct. or be home for fireworks. Okay? Fireworks are at 9 p.m. Typically. It's great. You got a half a day. <laughs> you know, and they're all going to be home and in a great mood and rushing you out of the house. So it'll be an easy time to make some quick sales. Let's go. Right. You know, like, and I just always made those promises to myself that I would do this for a couple of years. I, mm -hmm. I lied to my wife and said one year, it was two years. <laughs> but it was, you know, after two years, we were in a completely different position than we were. Um, and it, it, it was, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I did it. Looking right. back on, like you, I don't, I cannot believe it's been three and a half years. I know, it moves. It's really crazy. Yeah, it moves. It's scary fast. Yeah. Especially when you're busy. Yeah. The busier you are, the faster it goes and the less painful it is. Right. I'll tell you that much. Correct. And you got to love the field because if you love the field, and the field can be the phone, it can be the Zoom screen, it can be anything. If you love the field, the field will love you back and allow you to get out of it. Yeah. If you hate the field... Yeah. It will hit you back and never let you out. <laughs> the more you love it, 
the more you, the more you love it, the less time you got to spend with it. Yeah, and the more it'll give back to you. It'll that's give back. Stuff. Hey man, that's fantastic stuff. Thank you so much for sharing on our Jumpstart podcast. These podcasts are designed to help you get better. Robert, thank you for making us better, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. God bless. Keep listening. Thank you.